Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Keith Fleming, sitting in for an injured. Is he on the injured list or what? Pastor Ken Keltner. I think he's on the 60-day DL. Well, the 15. You know what? The numbers for this show are going to go through the roof. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I can't believe that he happens to be sick today. On a day that we have to talk to a kid who... He's from Colorado, loves everything Colorado, plays basketball at Colorado State at Pueblo, and we happen to get you to pinch hit. It's it's God's at work. God's at work. You've got your Rockies <laughs> shirt on. You're excited that the Rockies are coming to town this week, and uh, this airs on Sunday, so we'll know that uh, you know the Bucks got to win this week. But yeah, hey, we'll, it, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. the Rockies much improved team. Oh yeah, Nuggets, Nuggets. Uh, they uh, they've got a good young. Oh yeah, Nuggets. Ro- what yeah, did I say, yeah, Rockies? Rockies? But you know what? Pitchers, <laughs> and, pitchers and catchers reported today. And so know, Rockies on the brain also. But so. our guest is going to think I don't know anything about sports. <laughs> I know a ton about sports. <laughs> you do, you do. And who walked by was Leroy Butler. And what'd you say? I said, "Go Broncos." Go Broncos. You're lucky that door was closed because <laughs> he would not take kindly. I'm excited. This young man, you know, Pastor. Anytime we get to talk to to young guys. And and I envy guys that figure out their faith so early in life. It took me a long time. And and I wish I could have those years back because they would have been a lot easier. They would have been a lot better right. if it had I had I known then what I know now. But when we get a talk chance I get a chance to talk to a guy like Jason Anderson, who's a basketball player at Colorado State at Pueblo. Um, just a blessing for me to hear guys like this. Yeah, it's it's exciting and and just the platform that you can have through sports, and um, and we'll hear a little bit about Jason's testimony here, but just knowing a little bit about his story, and um, and and he's he he's walking the right path. Well, and, and he's six eight. Yeah. If he, I wish he had some eligibility left, I could use a six eight boy over at Martin Luther, <laughs> right. my high school team. I need one. And in fact, let's let's bring him on. Hey, Jason Anderson, are you a tough six eight kid, or are you a kid that floats out and shoots threes all day? I'm a big six eight, about six eight two thirty five. Oh yeah, come on! I wish you had a little high school time left. I'd invite you to live <laughs> with my wife and I, and I'd feed you oh, every yeah. day if I could get the ball in the post and. And uh, and get some some baskets from that. Hey, thank you so much for your time, your willingness to come on our show today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. You bet. Hey, I'm um, Pastor. Do you know how or or Jason? Can you fill me in? How did we get? Uh, how did Pastor Ken get in touch with with Jason Anderson? Uh, uh, well, your uncle Chris, right, Jason? 
from yes, uh, from Carolina. Yeah. yeah, he uh, he spoke at our men's retreat, and uh, and then Jason, your dad's name is Jeff Anderson. Jeff Anderson. He's going to be mm-hmm. our he's going to be our keynote speaker at our missions conference this next October. So through those connections. Uh, we were able to get in touch with Jason. Man, that's awesome. And again, thank you so much for, for your time. Hey, Jason, let's talk a little bit about where you grew up and, and, and where you started uh, your first love for the for the game of basketball. And then later in the show, we'll certainly ask for your testimony and, and find out you know where your love for the Lord has come from. But let's start with your, your life. Where did you grow up? Colorado Springs. <laughs> so it, in Colorado Springs. In, in Colorado? Yes, sir. Colorado Springs, Colorado. Colorado Springs. You know where that that is? I know, right? It's God's country. It is God's country. Yes, absolute, absolutely beautiful. Where did you Where did you I, spend most of your time when you I, were there? I was Northern Denver, uh, Westminster, Broomfield area. So, what area brings better basketball players out of? <laughs> you know what? There are a lot of good basketball players that come out of the Springs, and uh, I think Denver. I mean, it's it's not a hotbed like Texas, California, Florida, Wisconsin, but Wisconsin, yes, hoops, Wisconsin yeah. hoops. But uh, but the athletes that come out of Colorado, they uh, they're underrated. But Mountain Time Zone is the forgotten time zone. So yeah, I don't see much of these guys. Yeah, I don't I don't watch a lot of uh, a lot of games. Hey Jason, were you uh, were you a kid in in high school that did you play varsity ball your sophomore year stuff like that? Yeah, so I played at a, a small high school for the first three years. I was in high school in the first year. I was JV swing varsity, and then two years varsity, and then I transferred to a bigger high school my senior year. Did did you like the trade when you transferred? Were you happy with that last year? If you had to do it all over again, would you have stayed at the smaller school? It's kind of a tough question, just because the smaller school I was at had a little bit of a a coaching situation I wasn't very happy with. I was, you know, I was a little smaller in high school, I was about six, eight, maybe two hundred ten, two hundred fifteen pounds, and with the talent we had on our roster, he had me playing point guard. Oh. And so I wasn't very comfortable or comfortable playing point guard. So I wanted to, you know, I transferred to their school and played with some friends I had from AAU and played with them for a couple of years that way. So hey, it did worked you, out pretty well. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the that transition I made. Did, did you enjoy playing AAU more than, than, than playing high school ball? It was more fun just from the perspective of you're with a bunch of guys that you become really close friends with. And it's just you go out for three, four weeks at a time and, you know, that was my first, you know, chance to kind of be away from my parents for a while and kind of grow independently from them. And then just playing basketball instead of just two games a week. It's, you know, you'll have two or three games in a day, a whole weekend of tournament games. It's just a lot of fun. So, Hey, growing up, did you know that basketball was the sport for you or did you play multiple sports? All growing up, my main sport was actually soccer. And then I didn't start playing basketball until about fifth or sixth grade. And then at that point... I kind of switched over. So, you know, for a few years I kept playing soccer and basketball, and then I just decided to focus on basketball, mostly because I was a little too clumsy and uncoordinated to keep playing soccer after I had a few growth spurts. I, you know, Pastor, I, I, I always love coaching soccer guys that right. play basketball. They, they defend. They can run forever. They just keep going, and they can defend. They can't catch and shoot a lot. A lot of times, they're not used to using Don't their use hands. hands. But man, defensively, move those feet. Move those feet. Get yep. up and down the court. I, I never minded when I had soccer players uh, trying out for uh, for basketball. Um, real quick, Jason, we we've read the story about you going to the Air Force Academy. Uh, I pulled mm-hmm. that. Yes, uh, 
off the internet and boy that had to be a difficult time so you decided to go uh from high school into the academy correct yes sir i went from high school to the prep school for one year and the air force prep school is before you're admitted into the air force academy to get your grades up and be able to get an appointment to the air force academy and then i had one full freshman year at the air force academy after that when you got to the Air Force Academy, did you enjoy your your time there? And we'll get into the story about about you and your wife. Um, but at this at that point, when you when you left uh, that 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 one year that you had to wait and and go to school, did you like being part of the academy? It was it was tough just because it was the freshman it was my my freshman year at a service academy. It took a lot of you know hazing and training and military training, really tough academics, a lot of, you know, engineering classes. And it, it, it's an experience I wouldn't trade for anything. But at the same time, it was a very difficult year and a very difficult time, too. So, Did you come from a military background at all? Not at all. My wow. grandpa served in the Marines for a few years. But that's, you know, the only family member I have with any military affiliation. So it was a totally new concept for me. Boy, that had to be hard, Pastor. That's that's a tough step if you don't have anybody, a mentor who says, "Hey, just so you know, this is what you're going to go through." To to mm-hmm. go from you know from 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 not not really anybody telling you all this to to getting into that part of it's difficult. Yeah, I have a I have a good number of friends that went to the academy and just in the Denver area and uh, uh, hearing their stories and and the transition, Jason, as you're as you're mentioning here, uh, that is not an easy place to transition to. Yeah, yeah, not by any means, but like I said, it was a good experience for me just being a little bit out of my comfort zone and still being able to stay grounded in my faith, grounded in my relationships, and really be able to grow in that year. I think. Yep. Did you uh, did you play did you play ball at the academy? I did. Yes, sir. Okay. That did you play a lot as a freshman? I didn't know. Yeah, that's that's. I was was pretty much buried on the end of the bench. (laughs) How hard? How hard was that for you? In some ways, it still made it easier because when we would go on trips, you know, we would, and it's playing in the Mountain West, so it's, you know, a lot of big schools, and what's cool about playing at the Air Force Academy is a lot of the games we travel to is we just go to, to a to an air base, and, you know, we're taking C-130s to fly to, <laughs> you know, one of the close trips, you know, we took a C-130, and we, we flew it to San Diego to play San Diego State and Fresno State and just, you know, all the Mountain West teams, so it was a good chance to, you know, when you're with, when you're with the, the team, Every, all the military stuff is kind of turned off. There's no military training or anything. So just to be able to get breaks, you know, and there was sometimes we would have a game Wednesday and a game Saturday. So we would leave, you know, Tuesday morning and miss a whole week of classes, and we would have tutors and teachers who would come on our trips with us to help us stay caught up in our schoolwork, but then still kind of get a break from being at the academy the whole time. No, no 5 a.m. Uh, wake-up calls and, and sit-ups and push-ups. Yeah, exactly, and, exactly. Yeah. And no walking through airports, and, and right? We did for some of our trips, kind of depending on the availability of, you know, the military aircraft. But on a lot of our trips, we it was just get right on the C-130s and take off, which was cool. We were talking. The only difficult part was, you know, not playing much and pretty much only playing in blowouts and you know not playing significant minutes. It's always frustrating when you're in a situation like that, but at the same time, you know, it's always good to just have a mindset of okay, if I'm on scout team or. You know, if I'm not playing much, just do what I can to get the players who are playing 
ready to play and then be ready whenever your number's called to. Now, you said uh, in high school you had played point guard, and then and then you're at the academy playing ball. When did you when did you hit your growth spurt? When did you switch to uh, you know to center? When I was playing point guard my junior year, I was six eight. Oh, you were Man. okay. Wow, I was. So and that, already, was Dor- I was that was at Doherty. That was at Doherty. Yeah, I had already grown. Okay, you know, my growth spurt was you know freshman sophomore year of high school. Six eight point guard, nice. Yeah, I, he, but he said he was a little cl- kind of like Marmaduke, right? You're a little clumsy at that point, <laughs> but man, six eight point guard, I wouldn't wouldn't uh, mind that at 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 all. Hey, we are talking with Jason Anderson. He is a basketball player at Colorado State at Pueblo, and uh, boy, he's got a really good story. We're looking forward to talking to him about his faith and his testimony, and why he's no longer at the Air Force Academy. It's an interesting story. And I read this and I thought, boy, there's there's something that I don't really understand. And we'll ask him about that on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Keith Fleming from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special guest, he's a young man, he's Jason Anderson. He's a basketball player at Colorado State at Pueblo. And we had talked about Jason, his his trip to the Air Force, and he, he played at Air Force for one year. And then reading this article, Jason, I just want to kind of jump into this. Um, and, and let me uh, let me read this this quote. It says, um, "At the same time, Anderson and his high school sweetheart uh, is it Luba? Luba, yeah. Luba wanted to get married, but the academy prohibits cadets from getting married. So the couple had a spiritual ceremony that showed their commitment to each other, but they were not officially married. But the academy saw it differently." And this is a quote, uh, Jason, he said, because of our religious backgrounds and beliefs, we wanted to get married, but knew we couldn't because of the academy's regulations. So we just had a ceremony with our family and our friends. I had no idea it would cause the problems that it did. Jason, so the, the academy said, look, because of that ceremony, you're now married? Well, basically what it was is we were wanting to join a covenant with each other and with our just very close friends and immediate family, just join that covenant before God and, you know, with them as witnesses and everything. And from my understanding at the time, I, I see a distinct difference between spiritual marriage and legal marriage. And so we, we were spiritually married in, in that, you know, that year that you're talking about, but we weren't legally married. So then when um, some of the Air Force Academy officials found out about what had happened and they were, they honestly were trying to, uh, you know, work through it as well because they never had a situation like that. Then there was about a two-month period where I was still enrolled as a cadet, but I was having to go every day and meet with lawyer, a lawyer that, that I had and um, keep coming up with these, these reports and, and responses to their claims about what had happened versus mine and everything. And so basically at the end of it, or sorry, at the beginning of it, the basketball coach had just told me, 
basically was on a suspension from the team. They didn't want me around for practices or for team workouts because it was a, was a distraction to the team until it was all resolved. And then about a month later, I was still working through everything. I was trying to get it all sorted out, and it was looking like I was going to be able to stay at the academy. And, but then I got an email that it said I'd been removed from the active basketball roster and that I had – and when you're a cadet, you have to, if you're not an intercollegiate athlete, you have to play inter, intramural sports. They're saying I had to join an intramural sport by a certain date. And that was probably the most frustrating part about the situation for me is before the coaches or anybody had made a decision about, you know, kicking me off the team, essentially, I found out through email rather than from them or from them coming, having me come in and talk to them or anything. And so then at that point, instead of wanting to keep going forward and you know, fighting the legal process of whether or not I could be retained as a cadet or whether or not I had to resign or, you know, be kicked out. I, ba- I just decided to resign myself and start looking at other options and basically opened up my recruiting for other schools and looking to where I would want to transfer. So did you guys then officially get married after that? We did, yeah. yeah here's so what soon it... is pretty much very soon after. So my official, the official date, which I was, Disenrolled from the academy was September 23rd, and then a few weeks later in October, we'd already had the spiritual wedding ceremony, which was what created all the issues. So then we went in and signed the legal marriage license. So here's what I don't get: well, I, I would celebrate what the what these two young people did. I would celebrate that they were willing, knowing the rules. Okay, we can't officially get married, but but the spiritual ceremony to show each other the commitment that they have for each other with their family and friends, I would stand up and applaud. I would throw rice. I would show up with a gift, a cake, whatever I could to say, young man, well done. This is the way that, that, that look, you, you know that you can't do this officially, but the fact that you want your family and friends, you want this young lady to know your commitment and your heart right now so that she understands that when you can't officially get married, you're going to walk that aisle. I, I would celebrate that, Pastor. Well, with with how marriage is viewed today, you know, it's, hey, why do we need to get married? Why do we need to make that commitment? So, so it's great to see that level of commitment in a young person uh, in the world we live in today. Jason, you had to be surprised at the reaction that you got from the academy. That you had to shake your head and go, "What?" Yeah, to a certain extent, I was. But then, once I looked at it from their perspective, it was just them wanting to kind of shut down the idea of you know, if one person does that and they they say it's not an issue, then what would stop any other cadet from doing the same thing? But I don't see how that would be an issue. And that's basically how it was explained to me of why they were trying to basically make an example out of my situation and just saying it is a problem with the rules of the Air Force Academy, even if it's not a legal marriage. Boy, I, I, again, I just kind of shake my head. I don't care if every cadet wants to do this, if, if they feel the same way you guys do. And, uh, it, it, it's all it, it's, Almost like a baptism where, you know, you you want to just publicly say, look, this is who I am and this is who she is, and and we're we're together. You know, this is what, what why we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. But the Air Force Academy, Jason, they're uh, they've got their rules and they're going to stick with them, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So so you go through this challenging time. Uh, you know, at the academy, you you have to resign. 
uh, your commission from the academy. How uh, how did you get hooked up with uh, CSU Pueblo? So once I had officially resigned from the Air Force Academy, I started trying to get into contact with some of the schools that had recruiting in high school. You know, at this point, it was more than two years since my commitment to the Air Force Academy to, you know, play there. So it had been over two years since I'd had any contact with any other coaches. And so um, my AAU coach was helping me make calls, and I set up visits with different schools. And the coach at CSU Pueblo had really wanted me to to come out of high school, you know, but I was, I was pretty dead set on going to a division one school. And, you know, at this point in time, the other division one schools who I'd been in contact with, you know, had filled their spots and lost interest, you know, it had been about two years of not playing, you know, much. Right. And so the only offers I was getting was from, you know, the Rocky mountain athletic conference, a few of the schools. Um, and just out of those options, you know, I was wanting to start school in January and the other schools I was talking to didn't have scholarships available until the following August. So basically, if I was wanting to attend the school, I would have to pay tuition out of pocket. And the coach of CSU Pueblo wanted me to come in January, and he had pocketed a scholarship for that semester. So he let me come in in January of last year as a redshirt. So the whole second semester of last year, I was taking classes, I was practicing with the team, but I was a redshirt not playing in games. So that, that was basically the, the number one reason is just getting that extra semester of school paid for by scholarship. Right. And then also, you know, just the feeling of somebody who really wants me to be part of their program and build a program there, yeah. as opposed to other schools who are just saying almost, you know, we'll see how many scholarships we have left over next year. You know, we'll just see how it plays out. There was one school that was just saying, you know, we really want you. We'll do what it takes to bring you here. And then that was assigned to me, you know, once I'm there, they'll value what I can bring. They'll value me as a person. And then, Overall, it's been a great decision. You know, where we are in our lives right now, it's just a very good position for us to be in. Great. So you, uh, so you set out the fall, and then, the, and then this this last one, you started at Pueblo CSU Pueblo. Um, so you've been able to play this whole year. I actually had to sit out the first ten first, games. So the first ten games. Okay. The NCAA. Yep. And because I, when I resigned from the Air Force Academy, it was in the middle of the semester, and if you are enrolled in a semester and don't finish a certain number of credits it carries lose, over you lose eligibility yeah so All i wasn't right. eligible and then i lost the appeal process so i had to sit out until final so i ended up missing 10 games so i just need to do uh read a quote from uh ralph turner he had recruited uh um anderson high in 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 hard in high school uh and jason anderson is our guest he is a basketball player six eight uh, center at Colorado State at Pueblo. And uh, Ralph Turner says this. Uh, he said, look, I knew Jason wanted to go D1 out of high school, and you have to respect that. But I talked to him several times. What, what's not to like as a coach? He's got everything you want as a player, and he's a better person. And then he says this, and I love this. This is such coach. He said he's strong. He's a man. And he's got great basketball skills. He can play the four, the five, and of course, he needs to get better defensively at both the four and the five. <laughs> I just laughed. That's such a coach right there, Jason. Look, yeah, he's exactly. gonna put, he's gonna pump you up, and then he's gonna say, "But you know what? He needs to get better on the defensive end at both the mm-hmm. four and the five. Yeah. But he certainly uh, thinks highly of you, not only as a basketball player, but as as a man. Yeah, and that's huge for me. And that's just you know coming in on the visit I came in here and, and that was so important to me is to have a coach I feel like I could have a personal relationship with 
because life is so much bigger than a sport or than basketball and just being in a place where I feel like I can grow spiritually and personally and emotionally as well as develop a good basketball career, then that's the ideal situation. And that's what I'm in right now. Boy, you got to love that. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we will ask uh, Jason Anderson, our special guest, for his testimony and talk a little bit about how his faith has affected his life personally and and certainly through college. I'm going to also ask him if it was hard to walk worthy when he was in the Air Force Academy. I don't uh, uh, I don't know that answer, Pastor. And I'm wondering um, if if he's got some insight into that. I'm interested to, to to learn that he is again jason anderson he's a center six eight if he had some high school eligibility left i'd invite him to milwaukee quickly six eight two thirty five he's a powerful center at colorado state at pueblo and again we'll ask him for his testimony on the other side of the break this is faith in the zone on sports radio 105.7 fm the fan welcome back to faith in the zone An inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Accurate Basement Repair. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Keith Fleming. He is Brookside Baptist Church sitting in for Pastor Ken Keltner, our special guest. He's an impressive young man. He is Jason Anderson. He's a basketball player at Colorado State at Pueblo. And we normally utilize segment two for, for asking guys for their testimony, but that the Air Force Academy story was really interesting to me, and I, I hope it was to our listeners as well. Hey, Jason, let's talk a little bit about your testimony and and how old you were when you started walking worthy with the Lord. Yes, sir. So my dad's been a been a pastor since before I was born. From when I was born, he was the he was the senior pastor at Grace Bible Church in Colorado Springs. And so, you know, from that standpoint, it was just my parents did a great job of you know me and all my siblings just raising us to walk with the Lord. But the first time it became real for me was. There was a there was an older couple in our church, um, who took a group of us to this. I forget where it was, but it was a it was a Bible camp during the summer called Camp Grace. Mm-hmm. And we went on this Bible camp. I was about either eleven or twelve years old, and that was the first time you know I was away from my parents, and it was I was experiencing some of the the ways that God works without my parents kind of instigating it, and my parents with me to have the experience and on the last night of the camp this pastor named uh tim norris was just giving a simple just super simple gospel message and just saying and it, it was a, a camp where there was a lot of scholarships available for underprivileged kids so there was a lot of kids who weren't raised in in a christian home you know there and you know at the end of the service he gave the invitation of anybody who wants to come forward and talk to any of our counselors or pastors to receive salvation or to ask any questions, feel free to come forward. And, you know, I, I started having some tears in my eyes, but, you know, I, I kept sitting. I didn't want to get up in front of these other kids and walk forward. And, you know, so I just kept sitting. And then the service ended, everybody cleared out, and I was still just sitting there and sitting there. And then, you know, finally I kind of built up, you know, the courage to kind of walk up. And I started talking to one of the counselors in the front 
and just saying, you know, I've heard all these stories and I've heard all of this, you know, so many times and I've, you know, I've said the words of, you know, I want to believe in Jesus. I want to, I want to live this, my life this way. Um, but it hadn't become a reality for me. And so, you know, that's when, you know, I prayed with the counselor and that's when I really believed I let Jesus into my life fully and into my heart and I just accepted his salvation. And, you know, there have been some times since then, you know, it's such, it's, it can be such an up and down walk with the Lord. You know, sometimes you start to fall out, fall out of fellowship with believers and get into some relationships and friendships that can hinder that. But, you know, all in all, since, since that experience, you know, God has just been there with me through everything. And it's been such a blessing to be able to have that constant in my life and then be able to develop some relationships with people who have the similar beliefs. And my family is just so close knit and we're all, we all love the opportunity to just spend time together whenever we can. And then, you know, when I was in high school through my youth group at, at Grace Bible church, I met my, my now wife Luba and, you know, just having a romantic relationship with somebody who has the same Christian values and Christian faith as you do and being able to grow in your relationship to, together and also help, each other grow in your individual walks with God. It, it's just been huge and it's been so beneficial in my life. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for that yeah. testimony. Mike, Jason, how old are you? 22. 22. Mm-hmm, yes, sir. I am uh, three times that. And I, you know what? <laughs> I could learn a lot from, from you, young man. I could. I've got, you know, for some reason, this story has touched me. And I thank Pastor Tim Norris. Don't know the guy, but one day, if have you ever talked to him since that time? I have, yeah. His um, it's funny because his son <laughs> lives in I think he lives in Fort Collins now. But one summer after my senior year, I was helping my dad coach a youth basketball team, some seventh and eighth grade kids, and he was helping us in coaching the team. And you know, so I have somewhat of a relationship with his son, and I've seen him since that time. But man. What what a great story! I, I it is. you know here is he's eleven twelve years old he's now twenty two years old, and look it's you know not he, he's not going to be perfect every day and he's not perfect is it just not going to happen, but the fact that he has started out as as you know at a young age understanding the stuff that he knows already and he you know I I just envy. Guys like that, I do, and you know, I, I Jason, I I say that on this show a lot of times we have guys that the worst thing they ever did was steal a candy bar, and then mm-hmm. we have guys like Pastor Daryl Strawberry, and you're too young to know who that is, and myself that went a long time in their lives before they figured it out, and uh, I thank God that I did. There's a, there's a, our theme music for this song or for our for our show. There's a line in it from Pastor Marlon Locke here in, in Milwaukee. He's got a great music ministry, and it says, I, I'm not the man that I want to be, but I thank God I'm not the man I used to be. And it just fits with, with faith in the zone with some of the guys that yeah. we talk to. Um, your dad must be really proud of you. I, ho- I hope he is. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. you know what? He is. Yep. He is, uh, Jason, and look, if if he gets a chance to listen to this show and this podcast, um, trust me, I always wanted to know what my kid was like when he couldn't smell my cologne, <laughs> right? I'm not around the yeah. corner, I'm not in the car, I'm not in the classroom. You know, what is he like? 
when he can't smell my cologne. Well, your dad's going to be awfully proud when he hears some of this if he doesn't um, know it. And just the way you carry yourself, uh, certainly as as a young man. And Jason, you know, you mentioned the peaks and valleys, and you you definitely have had your peaks and valleys in life. Uh, oh, you, you know, bet. through everything yeah, at the academy. But uh, but you know what? The Lord remains faithful to us, um, and uh, and we should remain faithful to Him. You know, you read through Proverbs. Uh, you think of of Daniel and uh, everything that he went went through. He's told, you know, you will not pray. And he goes up and he prays three times a day. And there's, hey, we're going to throw you in the lion's den. And um, for the Lord to just guide us through those difficult times and 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 how important it is for us to stay faithful to Him. And uh, just what a what a special relationship that we can have with our with our Lord and Savior, Amen. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. There's no doubt with that. Hey, Jason, what is it? Uh, what is it like for you in the locker room? I, I ask this question to to athletes all the time. Is it is it easier to walk worthy in the locker room or outside of the locker room for you? I'm sorry. Can you repeat the last part of that? Yep. Question? Is it easier to walk worthy when you're in the locker room or outside of the locker room? So is it is it easier when you're with your you're with your guys, your basketball players, or is it easier for you outside? When when you're when you're outside of the locker room and you're hanging out with people that you go to church with, uh, so I guess the, the 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 main part of that question is: Is it easy for you to be a, a an outspoken Christian in the locker room at Colorado State at Pueblo? It's to answer the question simply. It's definitely easier to walk in a way that you know God would be satisfied with you as His servant when you're with people who are holding you accountable. So outside of the locker room, when I'm with my wife or my family or at church or FCA or whatever it is, it's a lot easier because there's people who, you know, are encouraging you in the right ways. And sometimes it can be tough. And I, you know, I'm sure you guys both understand this as when you're around a locker room where I think out of the 15 guys in our locker room, maybe three or four of us are outspoken Christians and, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wouldn't say it creates a strain in the locker room because, you know, I still appreciate and love all my teammates, but sometimes there's that temptation of wanting to fit in with your teammates. Sure. Sometimes you hold that to a higher standard than, you know, wanting to uphold your testimony to them. Because, the you know, the ultimate goal when you're in situations like that where you have close relationships with people who aren't of the faith is that you want to be their window to Jesus. You want to be the person who they look at you and just see, wow, he's different than me. I want to be like that. I want to have that peace. I want to have that love in my life. Right. Yep. And it's, and it's, and it's a mission that I fall short of all the time. And it's, you know, almost a unachievable goal to live that all the time and to be the perfect Christian. But I think it's still so important that even when you're in a locker room or you're in a tough situation where, you know, it might be easier to just say something or do something with somebody just to fit in with their crowd or to fit in with, you know, the way they live their lives. The more you fight that and the more you try to be that that light in their lives, even in just brief moments, mm-hmm. can change somebody's life. And you never know when those opportunities will present themselves. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. We're talking to Jason Anderson. He's a six eight center at uh, Colorado State at Pueblo. Hey Jason, when uh, when we talk to guys um, that are playing college sports or playing minor league baseball, and we talk about that 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 temptation, and we talk about trying to make sure that you know that we walk worthy, and 
it's it's a difficult place, especially for a 22 year old to be able to yeah. do that. I, I you know there there's going to be a day that some of these guys that that you feel like you know might snicker behind your back or they don't you know maybe think I, I still I still laugh at this guys that you know might think that because you're a Christian you're not going to be tough enough sometimes. Which yeah. is ri- ridiculous, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, but there'll be a day that some of these guys are going to knock on your door, and they're going to say, yeah. "Look, I, you know, I apologize, but I need your help. You know, I need your yeah. guidance. This, this happened, and and be be ready for that, yeah, and, exactly. and open your door for for those guys and say, "Hey, no worries. Let's let's figure out what's, uh, you know, what I can I can help you with." I, the the other question I have for you with with your dad. Um, do, do you feel like you're being led to, to do missionary work as well? Maybe on a short-term basis. My my long-term career goals right now is with the two years of eligibility left, I'll be finishing up my undergraduate degree in economic finance, and I'm getting my master's in business administration. And so I'm wanting to get into financial analysis, which, you know, sounds like a super boring career, but, you know, it's, <laughs> for some reason to me it's just interesting, and it's um, kind of what I want to get into. Hey, I like yeah. it. I, I I do the numbers at the church, so I yeah, uh, I yeah. like where you're going. And so I don't see myself as being a full-time pastor or a full-time missionary, but I would love to be able to do it on a short-term basis. Of, um, Actually, my dad had talked to me about this opportunity. If he wants to do a basketball camp in the Philippines, so he would want me to get some guys to go out and kind of be coaches for you know young, young kids in the Philippines who want to come to a basketball camp, and then also have the platform to share the gospel with them. So, you know, things like that and going on mission trips to, you know, whatever's available. Um, my grandpa does missionary work in Navajo reservations in New Mexico. But as far as full-time, I don't see myself being you, you, a full-time. When, when, you do the, when you do that basketball camp, if you need an old guy that can teach guys to shoot threes, I'm your guy. <laughs> Now, if you're looking for a guy to bang, you gotta you gotta look at, at Pastor Ken or Pastor Keith. I've seen him play a little basketball on the side at a couple of Saturday morning stuff. And I'll, I'll get he, in there and bang. He's more of a banger now. He he'd be down <laughs> in the block with you going block to block, putting your hands up the way you're, the way you're supposed to. Our special guest, Jason Anderson, he is six eight center, Colorado State at Pueblo. What a what a wonderful testimony and. The age of eleven or twelve at Camp Grace, under Pastor Tim Norris, he really—you know what I liked about his story, Keith? Is he said, "Look, I heard the, st- I heard all the stories, but but until I heard it from from him, and I sat and waited, and then I got a chance to talk to somebody. We, I've heard that so many times, and that mm-hmm. was my life too. And somebody said it on the show, I, I look, I knew Jesus Christ the same way I knew Abraham Lincoln, growing up." Mm-hmm. I went to a Catholic school. They said, here's the Bible. Carry it. Don't open it. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you what's in it. And I felt the same about Jesus Christ. I knew all the stories, and I knew all the Abraham Lincoln stories, and they were kind of the same, just the stories that I knew. And until I started that personal relationship, right? and, you know, that's that's the key to this whole thing. And obviously, Jason found that early. Yeah, and, and, and Jason, you mentioned it when, you know, when you're talking about the locker room and the guys in the locker room. And uh, yeah. where 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 you on a day to day basis you walk you walk the walk, and uh, because you never know when okay that's going to be the day that uh, that the Lord really speaks to that person the Holy Spirit gets a hold of their heart, and yeah. uh, you know just that day to day faithful walk with uh, with the Lord and it's so important 
And, you know, a lot of times those those people in that locker room, yeah, there might be some, oh, man, yeah, Christian this, Christian that. But what I've learned, because, you know, like you, I went to a public high school, large public high school in the Denver area. Those guys will respect you for, for what you stand up for. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. you know, the tough part with with that is they put you on a pedestal and they just wait for mm-hmm. you to, to have a little bit of a slip to say, see, I told you, he's a hypocrite. And that's just a tough word for me. Yeah, you those, know, Christian, it, those Christians are no different. Look what he did. Right, yeah. And, yeah. and you know what? And if that happens, man, you know what, Jason? You pray about it, uh, seek redemption, and, and, and move on and, and, and keep doing what, what you do. Guys, we've got to get to a break. Other side of the break, short segment. Got a couple more questions for our guest. He is Jason Anderson. He is a center at Colorado State at Pueblo, and he is an awfully impressive young man. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pelon Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, or should I say Denver Bronco Football Radio. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, during like the break. The sound of that. During the break, we've already traded the fifth pick. We're going to the Bills with the 21st, 22nd pick. We're signing. We're not going to sign this quarterback. This has been all Bronco. I just sit and listen. And they keep talking to this quarterback, that quarterback. Man, Farvin Rogers. We coach our quarterbacks up here in the state of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Keith Fleming, Brookside Baptist Church, our special guest. Man, he, I tell you, I get uh, very impressed with this young man, Jason Anderson. He's a basketball player at Colorado State at Pueblo. Maybe, maybe he should go in the finance and start working with the Broncos so they can sign a Kirk Cousins. That would be all right. You figure can out the, how to get that the, under the. You can be the cap guru. You there, know? there you go. That, that would be awesome. <laughs> have either one of you guys? You guys have been to games at uh, yep. watch at, at Mile High. Yep. Would uh, you know before moving up here? I'd go uh, at least one a year. Okay. So, yep. Jason, how about you? I've been to one. I saw the I saw the best quarterback the Broncos have had in the last ten years beat the Bengals. Uh, Brock Osweiler. Quarterback Kyle, Kyle Orton. Oh, Kyle, Kyle Orton. Okay. Hey, man. <laughs> I was going Peyton Manning. I knew you. I knew it was a Brock Osweiler. Well, I know I, in the in the Super Bowl year when Peyton was hurt in like week fifteen, Brock Osweiler beat the Bengals. And uh, and so that's where oh, I thought man. you were going with that, Jason, because that was a no. Super Bowl year. You, you knew I was you knew I was joking around. You yes, with or, with Orton. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor, every week I do the uh, the valet parking at yeah. Brookside, and you forget every week. Oh yeah, you're doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. But you remember that week 15 when Peyton Manning <laughs> got hurt, that Brock Osweiler beat the Bengals. Yeah, it's wow. it's a it's a sickness and it's in the blood. Yeah. You know what? I, I understand that because that whole sports thing, I don't know my nieces and nephews have right. their names, but I can tell you that Rod Carew hit 311 his last year at the Minnesota Twins. Right. That's the kind of stuff that I remember, and it's just, it doesn't make much much sense to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jason, this uh, this year's basketball team, we talked a little bit off the air, struggling a little bit. The guys that uh, normally shoot the ball pretty well uh, for your team struggling just a bit and going through yeah. a little... Uh, 
a little bump in the road. It's, you guys have lost a couple in a row, correct? Yeah, yeah, we're in a little, a little bit of a losing streak right now. But hey, who is who's the team to beat in your conference? Fort Lewis, Fort Lewis College in uh, Durango, Colorado. Are they hands down? They're normally the team that uh, that's at the top of that conference. Last year and this year, they've been the best team. I'm not sure before that. Okay, boy, that uh, do you get them? Uh, do you get them one more time this year? Or are you done playing them? No, we're done playing them. Unless we play them in the conference tournament, we don't play them again in the regular season. Hey, did, did they beat you twice? Yeah, they beat us the first time when I was still having to sit out with eligibility, and then beat us the second time when I was playing. Now, you have a chance. Uh, you, you already beat uh, CCU, Colorado Christian University. You have them uh, yeah. coming up here this weekend. Uh, how's that game looking? Looks pretty good. We have a pretty good scout for them. We have really good matchups against them, so it should be a fun game. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Hey, does your uh, your family, brothers, sisters, they come, they get over to some of your games? Yeah, they've been to quite a few. They... Um, my sisters hasn't been able to see me play, so they, uh, my whole family, road tripped out to South Dakota to see us play games. You know, they made a weekend out of it and saw Mount Rushmore and saw us play a game. Who'd you? Who did you play in South Dakota? Black Hill State. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. We there's a guy from from here uh, that's been on my high school stuff. He, he's the head coach at South Dakota State. University of Division One. They're having an awfully good year. Yeah. Uh, T.J. Otzelberger is their head coach, and he's a guy that uh, he grew up here, and and uh, he was at Iowa State for a while as an assistant, and now he's doing a great job at at San Diego State. Hey, when uh, when you're done with basketball, then you're you're also going to be done academically. At that point, that's kind of the the path that you're trying to look at. Yeah, so I'm doing this program where I'm working towards my master's while I'm still an undergrad. And so, and then I get right into my full master's program. So I have two years of eligibility left after this year. And by the time I'm done with eligibility, the plan is to have my bachelor's in economics finance and my master's in business administration. Man, you, you Colorado's boys are smart boys, huh? <laughs> is that, a, is that how that works? It's Keith? that thin air. Is that, it's you know. thin, it is. Hey, how about your wife? What does Luba do? She in school? She works as a waitress, and she's finishing her nursing degree. Man, good for her. Good for her. My my wife Terry is a nurse, and uh, oh, really, yeah, she is. She worked on the OB floor, and now she's a medical review specialist for a company in in uh, Minneapolis, and she works out of her home. And you know, it's it's a blessing sometimes and a curse, just so you know. I mean, you can walk in and and cough, and you know, it's just a cough. And all Over of a sudden, yeah, oh, <laughs> she's got to look at this, and she's listening to this, and she's pounding you here, and she, yeah. But it's uh, it's good. And then family members too, Jason. Three in the morning, when they have kids, your phone goes off, and uh, they want to talk to to the nurse in the family because one of their kids yeah. is, is sick. But Never it's about something. Yeah. There, you're, you're obviously Luba's quite smart because to get through nursing. I know that Terry. Yeah. Uh, Terry's awfully smart. Hey, Pastor, this has been a really good uh, segment and a good uh, faith in the zone for me. I, I needed this today. Yeah, it, it's been great. Just, Jason, to hear your uh, your testimony and uh, uh, just your desire to, to live for the Lord and, um, um, you know, live faithfully uh, through your, uh, you know, through through this skill of basketball and this you tool bet. of basketball that you have. It's uh, It's been great. 
Yeah, well, thank you so much for inviting me on and just talking with me for a little bit. Yeah, you bet. Hey, Jason, do me a favor. The, the hardest part about this uh, Faith in Zone is to is to find guests, guys that will come on. So if you come across, you know, players, players in your conference, uh, if you're at a camp and you got you've got somebody, uh, please let us know. You've got now you've got okay. my cell number and and uh, we would love to continue, you know, talking to especially guys your age. I think it's really important mm-hmm, that our definitely. listeners hear some of the you know as I call them young bucks. Yep. These young bucks that are that are the guys that are going to continue to spread the word after we're gone, yep. and and they're doing a great job with it. And and one of those mm-hmm. is Jason Anderson. Uh, Colorado State at Pueblo. Jason, thanks again for your time, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Keep playing hard. Okay. All right. Thank you. You got it. Pastor Keith, thank you. Thank thanks you. for sitting Thanks, in. Mike. Thanks for having me if, back. Yeah, if he's 60-day DL, man, you're my co-host. That's right. That'll work. You know, if that happens, he never gets back in that chair. All right. You got <laughs> it. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.